Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Be Your Own Bank podcast. It's everybody's favorite time of the week, the weekly roundup. Thanks for tuning back in, guys. This week, we wanted to start by talking about Russia and how that relates to the crypto market. So as you know, Russia invaded Ukraine, starting a war. Um, We saw quick declines in global markets as well as cryptocurrency. Um, And people sought refuge with their money into more, you know, safe hedges like gold uh, and bonds. Crypto, of course, was meant to be one of those hedges, but so far we haven't seen that play out. Um, and, and this will be sort of a test for that. Yeah, I think you're right. I think, you know, it's the idea that crypto can work separately from the stock market in the future. I believe that will be the case. But right now they're working kind of lockstep where the stock market goes down, crypto market goes down. But like you said, it did pump right back up. So probably a lot of rich guys just got richer, right? They found out there was going to be a war. So they sold some stuff and then bought it back the next day. So, uh, you know, the other really cool thing about the crypto in this specific war that's been on for three days now is that donations in crypto, in Bitcoin specifically to Ukraine, have topped $4 million already. So the good guys are donating in crypto, not in US dollars, not in any other fiat currency. And I think that's just a testament to, number one, how quickly you can get money there. Because I mean, people in Ukraine are having trouble getting money out of the bank, right? Because a lot of assets have been frozen. So who knows what the infrastructure looks like right now? And, you know, all these new sanctions, you know, so it's the the nature of how quickly all of this is happening, that we can also help the process and help the people by, you know, a transaction that takes seconds, you know, that's exciting, I think. It is exciting, but I think it also solves a problem that we we saw right away, which is people are being attacked, they're gonna run away, they're fight or flight, right? Yeah. They're gonna fight or they're gonna run away. And a lot of people were running away, which is understandable. Um, and what do you do first? You tank up your car, you run to the ATM to get some cash. Yep. So we have this sort of run on the bank situation where people are just waiting in lines, long, long lines, trying to get cash out. Um, The problem with that is the ATMs aren't don't have infinite cash in them, and um, the banks don't either. Like their your money in your bank isn't isn't is guaranteed, but it's not always there. So when everybody wants to pull out, they don't they don't have the physical cash available to maintain that. That's where crypto can come in and allow you right to be your own bank, but have that asset available right away. Right, right. Well, and you know, the the um, SBF, we all know Samuel Bankman-Fried from FTX, mm-hmm. he also donated to the cause. He gave out $25 to every Ukrainian citizen on his platform. So, I mean, that's cool. It, $25 isn't a lot of money, but it's like it was instantaneous. So just this this expediting of giving these getting these resources into the hands of the people, right? Yep. yep. You know, that's going to help help the fight. Absolutely. But we also have to look at the flip side, which is that crypto isn't, you know, it's not centralized. There isn't a governing authority. Sure, these exchanges are, and they're saying that they're going to be, um, a lot of them are going to be within the the bounds of the sanctions and help out with that. But I mean, crypto is is borderless. It's not it's not centralized. So you know, 
the the flip side is that you know Russia could start putting money into crypto to help move funds around to to fund their their campaign um as well as they could be working to get donations too and Vitalik actually pointed that out that some of these requests for funds might be fraudulent in trying to siphon money oh, to the sure. other side of the cause. Yeah, okay. So there's that argument, mm -hmm. but ultimately there it's good that we can have this access so quickly and we're actually utilizing the currency for a good cause. I think that's it's never been done. Well, and it's it's being used as a currency, not just as a store of value. Right. Um in such high tension situations. Right. Well, and and what does this mean for the market itself, you know? Well, okay, Russia's been sanctioned, their stock market goes down, potentially the money from their stock market might start to, you know, be invested in the US stock market, the European stock market. If our stock market goes up, chances are the crypto market will go up. So, yes, it could be a good thing in the long run, but we'll have to see, you know, because it's it's still war. So, this geopolitical strife is makes people nervous and they want to have something that's safe like gold and gold typically if money's going into gold it's going out of bitcoin that's been right. typical but the other nice thing is or the other silver lining i guess is that throughout history since 1941 and we all know what happened in 1941 since 1941 during times of war the stock market hasn't really been affected as much as you might think. So it's typically taken a few months to get back on track. So I don't think it's a time to panic. Obviously, you know, we feel bad for the situation, but there's nothing really we can do. And, and having, you know, boots on the ground would probably make the situation worse. Well, and and we want to we want to talk too about you know the market's been down over the last few months, um, and now we've got this uncertainty. But I wanted to kind of bring the attention to where we've been and where we could possibly go be going with the crypto market to kind of give you an idea that you know we really don't have to worry, and the best thing to do is just hold, accumulate, and just bide your time. So. We're gonna bring, I'm gonna bring up on the screen, uh, this is called the Bitcoin rainbow price chart. You can look it up. Um, I think it's really cool because it pairs not only the historical data of, of crypto, but it also brings in kind of a psychological aspect with the fear and greed index. Um, so basically what this shows is from, let's see, I believe from 2012 to present time, this is a live chart. It shows sort of the ups, the ebbs and flows of um, of Bitcoin, uh, and I want to. I'll just bring your attention to the colors here. So blue means that we're over oversold, and red would mean that we're overbought. And the the creator of this actually labeled each color category as. Um, sort of like a bubble or I like the, if you're looking at the blue, it says basically a fire sale. So it's a good time to buy. But really what this is, is this is statistics 101. So this is a logarithmic regression model, meaning that these are used for data sets 
um, that have either rapid growth with sort of a taper or rapid um, decay with a taper. So that's kind of how the Bitcoin model works is we have this rapid growth and then over time that growth kind of slows down. One thing I wanted to point out that I think is really important is if you look at the bottoms of each cycle, and a cycle is usually about four years and it gets a little bit longer over time, but we have these things called a halving. And a halving is this line here, line one, we have line two and line three. So there have been three Bitcoin halvings. And basically what that means is every 210,000 blocks on the blockchain, every 210,000 sets of transactions on the Bitcoin blockchain, the amount of Bitcoin that is released into the the market is cut in half. So right now it's 6.25 Bitcoin per block. And in 2024, uh, mid 2024, which will be the next halving, that will be dropped to 3.125 Bitcoin. I really want to po uh, point out how exponential this is. You look at the first halving. So there's only been three and there is going to be about 30 more, which is insane to think about. But you look at halving number one, Bitcoin was worth under $10. Move to having number two, Bitcoin was worth a little over $500. And then having number three that we had in 2020, Bitcoin was worth about $9,500. So we can assume that, or we can predict, we can't assume, but we can predict that if that continues, even if Bitcoin's at its bottom in 2024, it's going to be worth between forty dollars and $60,000. Now, this isn't a perfect regression model. Some people have different ones. Uh, but all I'm trying to say is we're not, we're not at the bottom yet. Um, and there's still time for it to get to that point of maximum bubble territory, which if that was in the mid part of 2024, we're looking at, you know, three quarters of a million dollar Bitcoin. Right, which would put the market cap at... Probably 10 times what are so like 8 trillion, something like that? Yeah, probably like 8 trillion. Okay. And gold, once if again, not, if is not close to 10 trillion. 11 right now. Gold's right? at, a, yeah, I believe 11 yeah. trillion. So, so it'd be close to the market cap of gold. Not out not of the, a little bit out more. of the question by any means. No, absolutely not. So it's, this isn't, this isn't a perfect model. It doesn't predict the future, but it does show the past and it does give you kind of a, a range for the possibility of where Bitcoin could go. Right. Um, and it also gives you that psychological aspect of, you know, we've got the green zone, which is cheap. You know, we're kind of in the green zone right now. Um, if it goes lower, accumulate, then there's buy. I, I think of accumulate as, you know, dollar cost averaging, adding a little bit of a time at a time. And then buy or fire sale is like, let's throw some some extra money in here because you're never going to see that low of a price again. Right. So you can look this up, uh, blockchaincenter.net, um, this nice German statistician. Uh, let's see, he's at the bottom here. Uber Holgar, he created this chart. Um, yeah, it's cool. There's a lot of YouTubers that have these regression models as well. Um, but yeah, it, it makes me feel a little bit more confident in times of uncertainty that we're investing in the right thing. Well, and it can also help you with the greed piece too, right? Mm -hmm. if, if it's gotten to that point where you're like, oh man, we've blown off the chart. Yeah. Well, and it shows in real time. So if, if it hits to the red or the orange section, the FOMO or the, the, the sell section, you could literally utilize that as an emotionless way of saying, okay, maybe I should take some profits. Exactly. Exactly. Because you got to take your emotions out. You got to. Mm -hmm. Or you will 
die from anxiety. <laughs> die from anxiety. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so yeah, I hope that's helpful. Anyone can take a look. He made an Ethereum one that isn't as accurate according to some of the experts, but it's still a nice way to conceptualize where we are and where we're going. Um, and then finally, we'll end on a, a lighter note. Um, for those of you who don't know, there was a Ponzi scheme called BitConnect in 2018. Is that right? I think it started in like 2016. 2016? Yeah, it, it, the rug pull was 2018. Okay, so it lasted a little over a year. Um, their coin, the BitConnect coin, was in the top 20 yep. uh, for market cap at the time. Um, and we actually invested in it. We did. So we'll talk about our uh, our f- our failure to do our own research. <laughs> actually, no, we did the research. We we knew what we were getting into. Did well, yes. Okay, yes, yeah. that's true. We de- and that's once again why we say don't risk what you're willing to what you're not willing to lose. Oh, we definitely risked what we were willing to lose <laughs> yeah. at the time. Now we wouldn't be willing to lose that. So I mean. basically, BitConnect was a you know familiar with Ponzi scheme is like the top level pyramid scheme. They're similar, right? So the top level investor gets two friends to invest, and then that money gets paid to the top and then those two people take two people so we got four people who are paying the two people and it just get you know it's the trickle up economics and then eventually the money runs out or the people run, if you run out of people you run out of money well and if there's no good or service being exchanged if it's just money for more money and more people involved right. then it's a ponzi scheme what they claimed originally was that the money that you were investing so you would invest your bitcoin for and then you'd get an exchange for BitConnect. And then they promised you 1% interest. And they promised this on the basis that they were taking your investment and day trading it using a very sophisticated bot. Now, they didn't tell you or show you the performance of this bot. They just told you that they had one. And it was 1% interest daily compounded. Daily. So like a $1,000 investment over two years, you'd be like a multimillionaire. There's probably still videos on YouTube that show the calculations that I remember there were some there were some spreadsheets that you could download yep. that would show you exactly how much it would or how long it would take to make a million dollars. So really, we knew it was too good to be true, but we were like, you know what? You only have to lock your money up for 90 days. Yeah. Let's try it. But see, where you were like, I'll never get caught up in something like that again. I was like, well, let's check out this water mine thing. <laughs> and so I got into BitConnect 2.0 oh, called yeah. Water Mine. Which was what, 3% a day? No, it's 2.5. Okay. Yeah. Or actually it was like 2.8 if you invested like, I think I put a thousand Doge in there because mm. you could invest Dogecoin. And what that, a, this what was, a mistake. This was, you know, when Dogecoin was 30 cents. You know? Yeah. So I was like, yeah, what the heck? Because I bought Doge at like a penny, right? And so mm-hmm. I was like, it's not much money. I'll try it out and see if I can, you know, I, I know what's going to happen, but maybe I'll win this time. No, I didn't. Rug pull. Rug again. pull. Yep. But um, we bring BitConnect back into light because the creator, the founder is finally being charged by um, by the United States for um, stealing $2.4 billion from wow. from investors like us. Uh, and they could face up to 70 years in jail. Wow. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's kind of fair though. It's right? not reparation, but it's, uh, it's justice. Wow. Yeah. I, it makes me feel a little bit better. Does it? <laughs> no. No. 
Um, That's fine. But yeah, I mean, it just exemplifies the fact that you really got to do your own research. You got to make sure that you are willing to lose what you're investing yep. and that you know with whom you're having the pleasure. And we knew we were jumping into a Ponzi scheme. We knew it wasn't going to last forever. The, the, the house of cards was going to fall. We just thought that we could get out before that happened. And it never works. It never works. That's unless, the point. Unless it never you're works. the first one to, to jump in. <sighs> but really, it's, it's a bad idea because it is. the only money you're making is off of other people's losses. That's true too. So it's it's gambling. But you could argue that's how the stock market works too. So <laughs> <laughs> investing in general. Somebody's gonna be left with an empty bag. Somebody's gonna be left with an empty bag. Sure. So what <laughs> what's your point? What's your angle with that? My point is it's all futile and just give up and you'll you'll never get out alive. That's my point. Yeah. But <laughs> We did also invest in another um, currency called Envion, which seemed really promising, had a really good development team. We did the research on that. It didn't seem too good to be true. And um, their developers and founders had this debacle and we lost our investment there. We were able to parlay that into Nexo, which worked out well. But yeah, I mean, even even really good looking um, projects fail sometimes so sure. that's why you got to diversify and um don't put too much in yeah but the other the other piece of this is there's some accountability now right is there's that a lot more we're actually now. we're actually taking people who are manipulating the system and we're putting them through the system and hopefully that will deter criminals in the future but, you know, back in 2018, you know, this was super wild west crypto, you yeah. know, it was the first real pump of, of Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. And now, now it's finally starting to settle down. That's settling down, but the NFT market is riddled with a lot of scams and sure. skims. So. so there'll be something else there moving be something forward. Else, yeah. Yep. So yeah, that's the roundup. Hope you guys enjoyed it. All right. Let's take a look at these charts. All right, let's take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin right now, we're 39,200-ish. You can see here our reverse head and shoulders is still in play. We did have that day that dipped and then pumped back up. Maybe we've hit a bottom, but I'm still not betting on it as of right now. The 40K hurdle is going to be tough to maintain. If we look at this chart, we are... Here we're chopping between 35 and 45. We're gonna have to reclaim 50. It's just a lot of work and it's gonna take time. So the best thing to do is just wait. If we do hit 30 again, maybe add a little bit to your investment as well as 25. And then if we do go down to 20, I would be loading up at 20. And for some reason we do hit 16, that's a gift, but it is still possible. Let's take a look at total market cap. As you can see, we're hitting this resistance again at 1.8 trillion. It's a long way down to 1.2 trillion. Could still be a possibility. All right, let's take a look at our dollar cost averaging. First, we have Tezos. Tezos is bouncing for the second time off of this support line here, right about $3.40. Next, we have Elrond or Egold, E-G-L-D. This one's come down quite a bit from a high of 520. I think it's a good opportunity to buy some Elrond. And lastly, well, Bitcoin. 
I think it's a good time now to start adding some Bitcoin to your portfolio. That's it for the charts, gang. We are the Bit Bros. Remember, we are not licensed financial advisors. All content is intended for educational purposes only. Please do your own research and only risk what you're willing to lose. We'll see you next week. Remember to like and subscribe on our YouTube channel, The Bit Bros. And we are also on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, 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 what's so, 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 what's